All right, welcome back to 90... Hell yeah. <laughs> That's for the bloopers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome back to 91 North, 95 South. I'm here with my co-host, Max Tameza. Hello. As always, I'm uh, Daniel Drainville, and... <laughs> We are here. Name still hasn't changed. Never going to change. <laughs> unless one day I get really bored. Yeah. Um, yeah so we're back on a, uh, what is Tuesday, January 18th. Um, yes, sir. And we got a cu- cu- couple couple important things to talk about. Um, yes, sir. The first of which being yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. Um, yep. So we wanted to give this a special mention at the at the top of the episode because um we like to think that you know we are a podcast and as individuals align ourselves with you know the message of Martin Luther King um the ideals for the world that he had envisioned yeah um so it's really a cornerstone if you if you listen to our podcast at all then you will know that that um we try to make this Socially informative as well as um, sports informative. Yeah. Hot take. We like equality. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's not a Max Kellerman take. It shouldn't be a hot take. But, you know, here we are in a world that, you know, still probably hasn't changed to. No. The what it will as we'll discuss briefly, uh, the voting it really hasn't changed much since. Uh, Dr. King passed. Yep. Or was assassinated. Yep. And then the, really the mountaintop that, that Dr. King envisioned, you know, as a, as a society, as an American society, we at least we still haven't reached that. No. That plateau not. yet. So we're, uh, you know, we as individuals will fight to, to, you know, strive for, strive for that equality. And, you know, we hope to to reach it as a society one day. Um, yeah. As quickly as we can. So, yeah, happy Martin Luther King Day, uh, even though it was yesterday. But we're, we're going to get into uh, a couple couple things that, that celebrated the day. Um, the first of which being uh, the NBA had some some special shirts. Hang on, let me pull these up. Yeah, um, I saw I saw those. I didn't quite see what they said, but I saw a bunch of uh, you know everybody on the bench wearing those. Yeah, they. Uh, I think yeah, it, everyone. Everyone wore these, you know, in warm ups and and that was on the bench. So the shirts actually say, uh, I just pulled them up right now. They were designed in collaboration with the with um, the NBA PA. Um, National Basketball Players Association, or is that just NBPA? Sorry, yeah. just NBPA. Uh, no, that's what you said. Yes, yeah. I just had a <laughs> a quick quick moment. Um, so the NBPA, the MLK Foundation, and Martin Luther King the Third himself, the man. <laughs> um, and so the back of these shirts, it has the. Uh, NBA logo, um, the Nike swoosh, and then 
what I think is the NBPA logo. Um, and they say Honor King uh, with Martin Luther King's signature. And on the front of the shirts, it says, now is the time to make justice a reality for all. So everyone was wearing those yesterday. Um, they had a slate, special slate of games, you know, like they would do on Christmas Day, whatever. A, a nice a nice schedule for the day. So um, anyone who got to watch that, you know, it was it was a good day of basketball, a good day to celebrate Dr. King himself. Oh, yeah. I saw Giannis dunk on John Collins. Good day. Fun. Really? That is the pinnacle. <laughs> uh, it's what Dr. King would have wanted. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. Giannis throwing down some monster <laughs> slams. Um, but other, other than that, other than that in the NBA... Um, we were just talking about before the show, there was a march. Uh, it was organized by Martin Luther King III, I, I think. Yeah, I believe so. I don't really know who organized it, but I know uh, the Martin Luther King III, as well as his daughter, um, I, just the King family, um, and a few other uh, speakers, um, there was a march in, there was a march, right? Yeah, in D.C. Yes, it was, um, let's see. Sorry, I'm just looking for the uh, point in this article. It says, um, sorry, I thought I just found it. Um, well, anyway, while you look for that. Um, yeah, sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, so they spoke, and basically it was um, because the Senate is filibustering, um, I believe it's the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, uh, is the bill's name. Um, and the Senate is filibustering it so it doesn't reach the House floor. Um, it is the, uh, the Freedom to Vote John R. Lewis Act. Freedom to Vote John R. Lewis Act. Um, so... Basically, they were trying to get the filibuster to end, um, and the bill, uh, if it gets passed, uh, it would basically secure voting rights for many people of color. Uh, in a lot of states, uh, they try to change um, voting laws, whether it's you know voter ID, voter registration, early balloting, absentee ballots, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and most of those, uh, you know, 99% of the people affected by those laws are people of color. Um, you know, it's the same, it's basically the same issues that Dr. King had to deal with in the, you know, in the sixties, um, hasn't really changed. And basically it would, um, take a lot of those powers from states away um, and make them federal, um, and uh, it would make the election day a national holiday. Um, yeah, basically just doing things that should have been done, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, could totally agree. Um, and so this march, which occurred across the Frederick 
uh, Frederick Douglass Memorial Bridge in Washington, D.C., was uh, sort of a protest to change the, the filibustering rules, um, which, you know, are our longstanding tradition. Yeah. Um, but which the Republicans have been using to try to, you know, to oppose this law yeah. or act. Sorry. Yeah. They so, use it all the time. Well, any politician, but yeah. So yeah, we, we have to give a special shout out to, to that work that was done yesterday. And, yep. um, you know, we, we are completely in favor of the Freedom to Vote Act, as we were just discussing before this. Yeah. I, mean, I was down in D.C. in August for this same bill. Yeah, yeah. In the description, uh, we're going to put a donation link for the NAACP Legal Defense Fund that I've donated to. I assume Dan has donated to as well. Uh, but, yeah, just give, you know, whatever you can. Or, you know, if you don't have money but you have time, go to a rally or something for this. Yeah, because there's there's multiple ways you can help out. Yeah. You know, you know, we know we 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 are you know pretty broke most <laughs> yeah. times. So, but um, hey, even a got, couple bucks. Yeah, if you got two bucks that you were gonna buy a Dunkin' coffee with, you know, yeah. go to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. There you go. There you go. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great donation spot. And, um, you know, what, what better way to celebrate, you know, yeah. the, the day, MLK Day, even though it was yesterday. And it yeah. will be two days ago when it, this came out. But it's, all right. there's, it's never too late. <laughs> yeah, it's never, it, it should never not be MLK Day. Yeah. It's always MLK Always day. in our hearts, yeah. That's just the day we, we specifically set aside for. Yeah. Yeah, so that it's you know great stuff that happened yesterday, and um, we'd appreciate if you could come help out however you can. Oh yeah, and I think with that we will get into our our sports slate. Sports for the day. Sports. Sports. Talking sports. I'm talking sports. <laughs> okay, uh, let's start off with. We got on the schedule here, the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Super Wild Card Weekend! Well, this... A super duper wild card weekend. So super. For me, super duper, super trooper. It was a great weekend. Uber. Yeah, for me, my father, beautiful weekend. Well... I know the Steelers lost. Yeah, but we but both know I don't I, care I, about the Steelers. I know <laughs> why you enjoyed it so much. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we're, yeah. but th- yeah. that's coming up in a little bit. So first off, we're <laughs> just going to run through. <laughs> we'll save that for after because um, I got a lot to say. As you know, you know, going to be a long Boston segment today. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot to <laughs> talk about. Um, but we got the slate up in front or. The slate? No, the, the bracket, bracket up in front of us. Of uh, who who has advanced from Super Wild Card Weekend. And who has not? And who has been knocked down? Highlander. <laughs> you ever seen that movie? No. It's the one with uh, Sean Connery. 
Oh, I was thinking, what's the one with uh, the racist dude? The anti Semitic. Oh, Mel Gibson. Oh, no, I don't. He's not in that movie. No, what's. <laughs> Is what's the what's the Scottish movie? Oh, 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 what's that? What's that movie called? Yeah. The one where he has the kilt on. Yeah. What can I remember? Is Highlander set in Scotland? Um, I think it is set actually. Yeah, set in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So shout out Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bond, James Bond. Yeah, man, shout shout out. Shout out. <laughs> um uh, I didn't even totally thrown off. That's so funny. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what it is about sports, but it just gets us off topic. It just what is it about sports that makes us want to talk about other things? <laughs> Maybe sports just isn't that interesting, and we're we're living a lie. <laughs> nah, I do. There's like a big part of me that likes sports just for the reality show aspect of it. Mm. Mm, completely agree. Yeah, Com- it's it's really dramatic. Yes. Um. All right. Speaking of dramatic, what's more dramatic than Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL? Yeah. Tell us about it, Dan. A lot of drama. A lot of drama this weekend. It was like an episode of The Bachelorette. Yeah, I know you watched these games. I know Um, I didn't. um, I watched, let's see. So, I'll tell you I watched about three of them. Three and a half. Three and a half. Because... I, I caught the highlights for the for the Rams and Cardinals game. Okay. So, um, first off, let's go through the AFC. Uh, we got we got the Buffalo Bills. Yep. <sighs> just spanking the Ad- Patriots. Advancing. No, spanking the Patriots. No, nope, just advancing. No, they spanked. They had a perfect game. They spanked the Patriots. Dude, save it till after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to fire you up. <laughs> This is only the beginning. Don't get fired up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please, I don't need help. I'm already there. <laughs> I'm just containing it. <laughs> I'm like Bruce Banner in his shorts. Dude, you're peaking. <laughs> <sighs> I'm holding that rage until after. Um, the Buffalo Bills ad- advanced over the Patriots. <laughs> Um, they will be playing the next the next game was the Steelers against the Chiefs and the Chiefs have advanced <laughs> over the Steelers to a surprise to no one. I should save the the talk of the Pats for after we do the bracket. Yeah. So I'll talk about that after. But I didn't watch the Steelers Chiefs game. Um, I watched I d- I didn't, five minutes of it. Uh, yeah. And then turned it off. I, I, I was checking the score like periodically, but <laughs> I, I didn't see any reason to because I really just thought that it would be a a lock for the Chiefs. Even though yeah. I picked the Steelers, we both picked the Steelers. That was so funny. Part of me, you know, I didn't want to watch it, but part of me was like, you know, like a team that has nothing to lose can really just win on a given week. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe they throw Dwayne Haskins in, see how that goes. Old Dwayne. Good old Dwayne. Uh, but no, they didn't. It was Big Ben. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't see Big Ben's the last game of his career. So, um, anyways, let's move on. Probably didn't uh, miss much. I, I'm I'm sure I didn't. <laughs> uh, Bengals Raiders. Uh, we had okay. This one I did watch. This one was a crazy game. Um, all not all the way through, but uh, it was it was you know pretty mundane for the first half. The second half, things really seemed to heat up. Um, Raiders getting killed with penalties in this game. Uh, And, you know, by their own doing, I I think they're a pretty undisciplined team. I don't have the stats, but I think they're one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. It's probably tough when you lose your coach halfway through the season. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, and uh, they have as, as, um, Bill Simmons calls him Pit Boss Rich, <laughs> Rich, Rich Versace. Um, I love that, and I don't, I don't know the actual origins of that, but he does look, look like a pit yeah, boss. Yeah, he probably looks like a pit boss. Um, I feel like I can picture this man perfectly <laughs> already. Look, at, wait, <laughs> look up a picture while while I'm talking about this, so you could, uh, Rich Versace. Uh, I think it's B. literally exactly how i pictured this man also i think i've seen him before but yeah exactly how i pictured he he also kind of looks like my old boss um (laughs) damn would not want to work for that guy he was all right really yeah um but yeah he just looks a little bit like rich so same goatee shout out rich yeah heavy goatee yeah, heavy. That's goatee. a heavy goatee. <laughs> heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so yeah, he was coaching up the Raiders in this game. You know, he came halfway through the season, or I don't, maybe a little after halfway through. Uh, <laughs> the pit boss is watching over <laughs> us. <right now. laughs> He's mid checking. We don't count any cards in here. Uh, yeah, the Raiders. I don't. Uh, you know, to sum up their season in a in a single sentence would be just impossible for me. Mm. They had, yeah, obviously Gruden get fired like mid season. Um, you have guys on the team who like still felt like some sort of loyalty to Gruden, like forgetting them to that point. Probably Derek Carr. Yeah, I I think I think Derek Carr. What you have, Derek Carr, who's like. You know, he's never been to the playoffs himself. Um, and then you had Henry Ruggs get in that car accident, which was just tragic, tragic. And then one of the cornerbacks, you know, went on Instagram and, and threatened someone with, with guns and then got dropped from the team. So just such a, you know, everyone's talked about it, but it's just been it's such an insane season for the Raiders. Yeah. And so for them to make the playoffs for just in the first time that I can remember, um, is was nuts to begin with. And then the Bengals on the other side, who haven't been in the playoffs in like 31 years, uh, no, they no, haven't won a playoff game, yeah. sorry, in 31 years, um, ended up getting the win in this one. There was one really crazy uh, kind of, you know, what's going to be talked about from this game is the, the, uh, the whistle – Joe Burrow steps out of bounds. Uh, refs blow the whistle, stop the play dead, and then he throws the touchdown pass, which uh, I'm, I keep 
I'm not sure. I think I think they ended up losing by a touchdown. So, uh, but even if not, would cert could certainly have had a a big impact on the on the outcome of this game. But you know, Bengals fans, Cincinnati fans, they've had a they've had a rough go at things for a while. You know, it's nice to get to see them get some action in the playoffs finally. Yeah, I thought it was dumb. They didn't. I don't. I still don't understand why they didn't review it. Cause, or didn't call it back or whatever you you do. Cause if he stepped out of bounds, then just say he stepped out of bounds and it's third down, like repeat third down or whatever. Yeah, and I'm I, like that's a thing that happens in football. Like they say repeat third down. It's not like it's like this thing where it's like. Like you're getting a mulligan or whatever, and that's it's this rare thing. Like it happens pretty frequently. Yeah, and I don't uh, understand. That's why I was con- I was confused on it um, too. And you know what I had heard at the time was that because they were reviewing it for a touchdown and not not like I don't think they were specifically looking for like whether or not Joe Burrow stepped out of bounds. Why? Though? I think that they didn't. They didn't have the sound when they were re- reviewing the touchdown, and and so they they just looked at whether or not you know it was a completed touchdown. But the refs should hear when another ref blows a right. whistle, right? And, and yeah, be like, hey guys, I blew the whistle because Joe Burrow stepped out of bounds. Let's, That's why let's I check. was confused that like, they didn't just do it. They didn't just do it on the spot. Like that, they even needed a review. Yeah. Um. You know, if the whistle was blown, then, you know, other refs must have heard it or, you know, I'm sure that, you know, everyone on the sidelines heard it. Yeah, I don't know why the ref didn't just go no touchdown. He was out of bounds. Yeah, it's it's a really weird scenario. And I've never seen anything like this watching the NFL. So um, I hate, though, that people are like, oh, like. It, like the Bengals head coach and Joe Burrow were like, "Oh yeah, I didn't hear anything," and like the Raiders fans want to act like blowing the whistle dead. Like the blowing of the whistle had no impact of, on the play. I'm saying if this man was was out of bounds, then it's no touchdown. Then he shouldn't yeah. have. They shouldn't have a touchdown. Like clear. Like if you want to say. Oh, the well, when the whistle blows, the play is dead. Like, okay, cool. Yes. It was blown while the ball was like in the air and literally no one on the field stopped moving. So like the the whistle had no impact on the play. It's whether this man was physically out of bounds when he threw the ball. Like Yeah. I feel like that's not getting talked about enough. Like, they're only talking about the whistle. And it's like, guys, how about why they blew the whistle? Yeah, how about can we just go back and look at whether or not Joe was out of bounds? Yeah. But in any case, it it doesn't it won't it doesn't matter now. Um, you know, it's a it's like a it's a pretty tragic way for, for the Raiders season to end. Yeah, I'd be impressed. Like what felt like kind of a I don't know, like a weird destiny season for them. Um, yeah, and once again, there's no saying that you know the Bengals. I think they had a couple more downs, so there's no saying they wouldn't have got just gone yeah. down and burned more clock and gotten the touchdown anyway. But it's 
you know, it, it's it's certainly... But they a, shouldn't have gotten that touchdown. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what happens after that, but I'm saying, or we're saying, that, that touchdown should not have counted if he was out of bounds. Yeah, and, you know, purely from a watching standpoint, I would have just enjoyed it to be more of a game at, at the end. Yeah. Because this was a... It was, you know, it was a good one. I saw I saw some stuff from, from Derek Carr that was pretty impressive at, toward the end of the game. He 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 led a uh, a touchdown drive um, in the fourth quarter that was, I think, just an immaculate, you know, show of th- of throwing. And well, you would know. Oh, you would know what that looks like. I, I would, <laughs> I would, I would, because I just saw one of the best, you know, performances of all time. The best. Is it the best? Yes. Is it actually? Uh, I don't know specifically Joe uh, or Josh Allen if it was the best quarterback, but literally the best offensive game. It was definitely the best yeah. I've ever seen. Uh, no, no like it is. Like no, it's a thing. It's the best offensive performance in NFL playoff history oh, in the yeah. Super Bowl. Era. No, I I have that stat. I'm just saying I don't know if it's the best quarterback. Yeah, yeah no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, yeah, because it might be though, <laughs> it, it, dude. It might as well be because I haven't, you know, I've never seen anything come close to that, and I've been watching for a while. All right, do you want to just get through this, run through this NFC quickly? Because I want to get to this Pat segment so bad. <laughs> yeah, so we got. The Rams advancing over the Arizona Cardinals. Matt Stafford and Odell Beckham Jr.'s first playoff victory. Yep, yep. And they, boy, they did they just make the Cardinals look fraudulent and foolish. <laughs> yes. um, it seemed like Kyler could not get anything started for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, and you know this is going to be a tough one to bounce back f- from. Uh, yeah. I think for for him because there's definitely a lot of mental pressure on him after th- after this loss yeah um check out the manning cast clips of if course you didn't, if you didn't see that they're pretty funny yeah really funny manning clips from this game uh bucks eagles um i didn't watch this game i was there was no need to i was actually i was at uh the mall with my girlfriend when this game was going on um and it's a good time to go yeah and I just saw it on a TV. It was like thirty-one to nothing, Eagles. So I was like, "Oh, you mean Bucks? Bucks, yeah. Damn, Bucks. Sorry. Um, so yeah, Tom Brady's going on. He's gonna face the Rams. Should be a good one. Um, then we got the Forty ers taking on the Cowboys. Forty ers took this one home. Watched a bit of this game. Forty uh, ers look incredible." Um, I think they're hitting their stride right at the right time. You know, they looked pretty bad earlier in the season, but going into the playoffs and in this wild card game against the Cowboys, they they looked really good. Uh, Debo looks fresh, of course. Uh, they're rolling with Jimmy G going into the playoffs, uh, former Pats prospect. And, you know, he, he looks good. I, th- I think, um, you know, they had that 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 – Playoff shot, what is it, in 2020, I think, with with Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, let's we'll see if – I'm hoping they beat the Packers. I think we're both hoping they beat the Packers. <laughs> yes. 
Do you want to give your take on the final play of uh, for the Cowboys? Uh, the quarterback draw down the middle of the field. Oh, right. Yeah. It it was <laughs> confusing um, to say the least. Um, shades of shades of the Giants. Yeah. Um, and you never want to be like the Giants. Nope. You're Cowboys division rivals. Um, yeah, it's like it's like when I was talking about that play at, at the um, in the end of the the Pats game against the Dolphins. It's like, how is this gonna work? Like, right? Yeah, I I also it's uh, you're you're racist if you're if you're talking about Dak on this play. I'm so sorry, but if you're choosing to focus on the quarterback not handing the ball to the ref. On a, f- I almost swore on a quarterback draw in the middle of the field with seconds winding off the clock, and you're choosing to blame the quarterback. Oh yeah, sir. Okay, yeah, definitely. Let's not focus on the horrendous play calling that chose to force the quarterback to hand the ball to a ref who's twenty yards down the field. Like, let's definitely not talk about that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know if Mike McCarthy is the play caller for the Cowboys. No, it was the it was the offensive coordinator. But how's the head coach letting that get by? Yeah, you can hear it. You know, I've always Mike McCarthy has never been like just to let that slide. I mean, Mike McCarthy has always disappointed in the playoffs. He did it for the Packers for yeah. for years. And um now again for the Cowboys. So, you know, I don't know the Cowboys have been disappointed for years. You know, the, with with Tony Romo and and with Dak. So, yeah. um I I don't know if they can do it with McCarthy, honestly. I mean, it doesn't seem like it. They have That's so much talent calling. on that team. You know, granted, Dak was injured for part of this season. Yeah. But I mean, still made the playoffs. Yeah. Still had probably the best matchup. I mean, they're not going to get the Bucks. What were the were the Bucks number one or were they? Oh, number two, I guess. Or whatever. Yeah, the Packers were number one. But yeah, they're not they're not going to get a better matchup than what they got. You know what I mean? Like, would you rather face the 49ers or the Cardinals or the Chargers? Like I would rather face the Eagles. Well, yeah, but that's what I was saying. You're not going to get a better matchup than the Bucks. Yeah, because the Bucks are obviously going to be better than everyone. Yeah. So like, it, it, and I'm just amazed. That's that your perfect opportunity to get to the second round, dog. Yeah, it really was. Like you probably could have. I mean, even if you just tried to throw the ball from the what was it, the 40 yard line or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like instead of trying to hurry up and get some random like probably awful route run and i think every everybody was offside on that play like it was just a mess and there and people are choosing to focus on dak not handing the ball to the ref no okay. if, you, if you're doing that okay. you're okay clown mode yeah like okay clown mode um so yeah don't you should not be hard on Dak for this play. No. And, you know, 
this 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 loss was was not his fault. No, not at all. So, uh, Bulls Celtics. This game happened three. No, what is now three days ago on uh, B's versus C's. B's and Sorry. C's, <laughs> and the A's were the assists. Oh! End the show! End the show! Greatest. That's the be- That's that's the pinnacle. That's the greatest joke we'll ever make. Stop the bombs! <laughs> this might be the loudest podcast we've recorded. We're getting loud. Let's get loud. Um, okay. Let's get loud. I really got to get right into it because <laughs> yeah, we we're it's running time. very, yeah, very sorry. late. Um, so, <laughs> uh, both Celtics, B's and C's, right? Can you pull up the box score for me? I'm um, trying. It was two-point victory. Two-point victory. It was 114 to 112. Yep. And this, uh, went, this one went right down to the wire. Um, so... Boston started out strong. Uh, you see uh, 32 points to 22 in the first quarter. Um, then they kind of relinquished a little bit back to the Bulls in the second quarter. Um, Bulls also outscored them in the third quarter. And that is what led to a lead for the Bulls um, going you know, into the later parts of the fourth quarter. And so I think the Bulls were chasing a lead up until the fourth quarter and I'd have to rifle through my notes here, but at, uh, the, the first lead that they held was with about five minutes into the fourth quarter. Um, and so they were trailing pretty much the entire game and came back. Celtics kind of led them back in the game. Um, this game, the bulls without Levine, uh, which is a big piece for them and Lonzo ball and uh, also Alex Caruso, still out. So, you know, he's been out for a while. You might have forgot about him, but uh, still an important player to mention. because. Caruso. And I mention that because, you know, the, 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 the Bill... Ah, sorry. <laughs> Bulls, Bills. <laughs> my, mind's get, my mind's getting all mixed up now. Um, the Bulls were kind of reaching into, like, some uh, hardship contracts, like uh, signing, I'm not sure if they were on ten days, but they're they're playing guys that you know you don't usually get minutes with this with this team. Like <laughs> Matt Thomas, Matt Thomas for one. <laughs> uh, then you had uh, McKinney, who you know doesn't usually play, and then uh, also Hill. I forgot his first name, but he played you know a solid 18 minutes Alonzo, in this game. Alfonso McKinney and Malcolm Hill. Malcolm Hill, right. And then you also have this guy, um, Troy Brown. No, uh, well, Troy Brown, you know, is kind of a bench piece for them. But Tony Bradley. I wrote down how to say his name because Simonovich. No, uh, starting right here. Oh, um, I'm just naming every player. Ayo, Ayo Dasunmu, Dasunmu, Dasunmu. I think it's Ayo. Io. Oh yeah, it is Io. He's, yeah. he's actually really good. I've, um, I've heard them say that before. I think they the the Bulls should you know keep him in the rotation, but you know some of these guys are not usually getting minutes with you know unless Levine and Lonzo and Caruso are out. So right. uh, it was important in this game 
because there were some points where, you know, lack of defensive awareness or lack of experience for these guys did show up in this game and did contribute into the, the Bulls' uh, loss, even, you know, as, as good at points as they were. Um, so, like... Uh, sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah, so my notes are barely legible, but I will try <laughs> to, you know, give you the, the synopsis of them. Um, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, you know, a lot of this was DeRozan and Vucevic. DeRozan particularly seemed like their go-to in the fourth quarter. Um, and there were some some plays that I saw things by the Celtics that I, I just didn't like. Um, throughout the game, I saw, number one, that perimeter defense. Um, they were getting a lot of looks from three, uh, mainly wide-open looks. Uh, at one point, I saw Kobe White uh, drive inside, kick it out to Matt Thomas in the corner. Matt Thomas, by the way, just looks like a, 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 like a suburban dad or like just a dad who, who would you know, show up to the rec center and, and drop 20 on you. Um, and he, was, he hit a couple of threes in this game. Uh, DeRozan at one point, and then, you know, dri- same thing. Drives inside, kicks it out to Kobe White. Kobe White had like five threes in this game. Uh, so they were getting a lot of shots uh, off from the outside. Uh, much more, you know, than I would have liked uncontested. Um, so uh, there, there was one, you know, one example, another example of, of things that the Celtics, I thought, could have done better on. So there's this play uh, with five, 15, five uh, minutes and 15 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Score is 102 to 100. So De- DeMar DeRozan dribbles the ball up the court, and Jalen Brown picks him up, right? He comes out to, like, half court, picks him up. And then Vucevic comes and sets a screen mm-hmm. um, outside the three-point line, and... Uh, then for for Demar and then rolls out mm-hmm. to the side, you know. Little pick and pop. Yeah, little pick and pop, exactly. And this is to me just an example of how good these guys work together. I think they're Vucevic in particular. Yeah, that's a nice two man game, right? Oh there. yeah, that's a real nice Incredible. two man game. Especially because <laughs> you can have uh, DeRozan step, you know, do a quick step inside, and he's so good in the mid range yeah. that he could just pop that all day long, or he yeah. could drive inside, kick it back out to Vooch, whatever. It offers so many possibilities. But so Vucevic, you know, pops out to the side behind the three point line. Um, and then for about one, for like one and two seconds, uh, Rob Williams and Jalen Brown, are, they, they, move into double on DeRozan, mm. right? Because he's still got the ball, and yeah. he's, he's like, uh, I, you know, he, they think he's going to shoot it. So Rob realizes then that he's going to kick it to, uh, to Vucevic, but he reacts too late. He goes towards him. Vucevic then passes the ball to the inside in the paint, split-second decision, mm-hmm. um, and then they step toward him to try to cover him. Uh, leaving leaving all their assignments. Uh, this is uh, Schroeder and Richardson and Rob Williams all moved into Damn. to him. 
And so this created a, a pretty big hole uh, for McKinney to cut inside from the corner. And then uh, while Rob and Schroeder closed in on him, uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. That was the same part. So, yeah, they hit McKinney. He's cutting inside. Mm-hmm. And then he gets doubled up by Tatum and Richardson, uh, dribbles, spins, looks to the corner where he sees Io, Io de Suba, Subu, sorry. Sunmu. I, I had it written out phonetically. Um, and then he uh, drives into the paint, drawing Brown, Tatum, and Williams all into him and leaves Vucevic wide open for the, for the uh, easy mid-range shot. So, you know, great ball movement, great example of spacing and ball movement by the, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And just showed me how, how weak the Celtics can be to, you know, Zing uh, up on it, they were really emphasizing in this game like doubling DeRozan and trying to double Vucevic, you know, double stars. But then right. all these other guys were were getting getting in action, getting in motion. McKinney and uh, Desubu, Desobu. Um, so probably butchering that, but um, you know, <laughs> at least you didn't call him Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. So yeah, like. <laughs> It it just created so many options for the Bulls, and I think it w- it was a defensive lapse, and it's what allowed the Bulls to get so many uh, threes and you know just open looks in general. Uh, when you're drawing three guys toward the same person, it's like right, somebody's gonna be open. Yeah, o- always every time. Um, so other than that, the fourth quarter, Demar Derozan was really good, um, even uncontested shots. Yeah, I mean he's. Tomorrow. Sounds about right. There's a reason they're doubling him, of course. <laughs> so uh, he made made it a really close game at the end, um, and then uh, Rob Williams got fouled uh, at the very end of the game, and uh, that's that's what provided that two point lead. He hit both his free throws, and before that, had hit both his free throws to tie the game. So he came up really clutched on the stretch. Uh, and I was impressed with his uh, lack or his poise at the free throw <laughs> line. Um, another interesting statistic I remember from this game was that uh, the the Celtics have the worst record in the league in terms of blown clutch, quote unquote, clutch games, which are games decided by um, at least are decided by five points. They are terrible at closing out these games. And a lot of times, these clutch games have resulted from them uh, blowing leads late in the game, as I've mentioned a, a couple of times, numerous oh, yeah. times. Um, They're the worst team in the league in fourth quarter, right? Record-wise? Uh, They're like going in with a lead or something. There's yeah, some statistic I believe about so. them in fourth Yeah, quarter. I believe you're right. <laughs> um, so I should know that for <laughs> I probably shouldn't just bring that up and be like, isn't there something where it's like, they're like kind of bad, right? Yeah, Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. They're they're like uh, pretty bad in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, this is a clutch game. This this adds one to the win column, of course. Uh, They they did actually complete the the clutch win in this game. at the end of the game, Vucevic had a had a chance to to tie it, 
on a uh, last moment shot. Uh, DeRozan gets the rebound, puts it back up. He get another chance at it. Doesn't go. So, you know, Celtics luck out with this one. But, you know, easily could have been the other outcome. It's good you get a, good, a win against, you know, a solid team in the Bulls. But I didn't like what I was seeing, you know, in terms of the, the, the defensive showing in this game, um, especially with, you know, the Bulls being at what I would call half power without Levine. Um, right. So, you know, they need to improve on that that perimeter defense a lot. And um, and just on, you know, trying to stick with your guy and, and just uh, D up with, without necessarily drawing all your defensive attention toward one spot on the floor. Uh, that's an important thing. So, yeah. Uh, good win still, still a good win. Um, doesn't change how I look at this team right. in terms of <laughs> the long-term success, yeah, but, uh, it's a good, good win. And, you know, I'll talk about, probably talk about the, I didn't watch the uh, game against the Pelicans yet, but I'll probably mention that in our next podcast. Yeah. So I've, I was a little distracted towards the end of that. I was just reading this article from ESPN um, because while we're looking at this box score I can see a headline that says Golden State Warriors distance from minority owner after his comments about Uyghurs Um, so this is kind of crazy just came out 457 p.m. today so just right before we started doing the podcast can you uh, read it? A little <coughs> oh, bit of that oh yeah, I got you. Oh, I'll throw it up on the screen for you. But yeah, I got you. I just read through it. That's why I was just like staring at my screen while you were talking. Oh, no problem. Yeah. But um, so this is billionaire. I sorry, I'm not gonna pronounce this name correctly. Kamath Paliapitia. Something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sorry if we butch- yeah, sorry. butchered that once again. Well, you say nobody cares about Uyghurs, so I'm not that sorry for butchering your name. <laughs> true, very true. Yeah, uh, minority owner of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, this is from the ESPN article uh, by the Associated Press. Okay, interesting. Uh <laughs> Uh, is under fire for saying, quote, nobody cares about the Uyghurs in China and the team is distancing itself from him. Uh, So this comes from uh, apparently the owner or part owner has a podcast um, where he talks about things and gives really bad opinions. Uh, He said... Or they said, quote, nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs, okay? Um, I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth, okay? Of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line. Which, I don't even understand what that means. Maybe it's in context, it would make more sense below my line. But I'm assuming that's below the line of demarcation for caring about things. Mm. Yeah. And you're just a bad person because that's genocide. Um, and actually, uh, Ennis Freedom uh, had a uh, 
had a quote that I thought I thought you know of course, course. Ennis, of course yeah of course Ennis has something to say but uh, he said when at NBA says we stand for justice don't forget there are those who sell their soul for money in business like at comma the owner of at Warriors who says quote nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs. When genocides happen, it is people like this that let it happen. Shame. And oh yeah, I mean, yeah, hundred percent correct. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this quote. I was just reading through this quote from. from yeah, you want to read that? Yeah. It's a joke, dude. You're a joke. So, once again, uh, Pali Hap Hap Hapitia Pali Hapitia. Um, said, this, this was the the quote in response to the backlash from this. In, quote in re- in re listening to this week's podcast, I recognize that I come across as lacking empathy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I acknowledge that entirely. As a refugee, my family fled a country with its own set of human rights issues. So this is something that is very much a part of my lived experience. Well, if it's a part of your lived experience, then wouldn't you have something to say about it? Um, Or some kind of, you know, negative thoughts on this? Nobody cares. It's just indifference from, from, from this pot, this guy. Am I wrong for thinking that to me, that just feels like Ben Shapiro saying, I'm Jewish. I'm not a Nazi. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels. Yeah, it does. It does come off like that. Um, and lastly, to be clear, my belief is that human rights matter, whether in China, the United States or elsewhere. Had to finish it off with full stop. Yeah, sick, dude. Yeah. Because, no, for for you morons that thought human rights don't matter to me after I said I don't care about Uyghurs, full stop, I care. Okay, dude. Yeah, no, you made it super clear. Super no, clear wait, that wait, you wait. care. Didn't you see in the full stop? Yeah. He said full stop. Dude, full stop. Dude, he said full stop. I mean, we have to stop. He really? obviously cares. He said full stop. Dude, it's so clear. <sighs> Thank you, Polly. Uh, I just wish I knew how to say that name. Um, but giving us nothing. Yeah. Get out of here. Giving what, us nothing. What a joke. Um, joke of a person. Bad guy. Bad, bad person. Um, do you have any more Celtic stuff? That's all I got. That's all I got. All right, so I'll quickly run through my Knicks. New York Knicks facing off in Atlanta versus the Hawks. Uh, So RJ had a pretty hot first quarter. Wait, I'm sorry. Can I? I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. I mentioned Atlanta. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Uh, Pretty hot first quarter. Uh... Well, you know, a decent first quarter um, and a uh, pretty big fourth. Uh, He was two for two, um, but he made a very uh, tough shot that was kind of a a backbreaker for the Hawks, kind of sealed the win. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but there was an issue I I found with the shooting 
um, for this team. And again, it's just a little microcosm. The Knicks be throwing out these microcosms, dude, constantly. So RJ, two for two in the fourth, two for eight in the third, one for three in the second, and three for seven in the first. So just very different efficiencies in each of those quarters. Julius, one for four in the first, five for six in the second, two for four in the third, then two for seven in the fourth. Jeez. Um, then Ev, um, <laughs> one for three in the first, two for two in the second, oh for four in the third, four for four in the fourth. Like, what? I get it. You like no nobody's gonna be hot for the for the whole game, but that's three different players. Yeah, it's... shooting completely different efficiencies in every single quarter. Just. It's yeah, it's really inconsistencies on the part of the Knicks. Like it, and that's been a story with them. I, th- I God, feel it's like. so frustrating. And uh, I should mention it was one seventeen to one oh eight. I forgot to mention that. Um, and yeah, I've heard people saying, "Oh, RJ Julius, they had good games." It, it, yeah, th- when you look at eight for twenty and t- ten for twenty one, break that down, my guy. Julius had one good <laughs> quarter, and then, you know, two for four in the third, that's a good quarter, whatever. But he was two for seven and one for four in the other two. Like, how are you How are you playing poorly for literally half of the game, and you have a good game? Right. I, I don't understand that. So, I don't know if they didn't watch, or if you just look at, oh my god, he got 24 points on, on 10 for 21 shooting. Oh my god, he had such a good game. Yeah, dude. Maybe like take two seconds and look into the numbers. It's so frustrating to hear that this was this was a good win. And I'm so sick of Julius Randle. Since the thumbs down, he's shooting 36% from the field and 20% from three. Oh my god. It's awful. Uh, so that's the shooting. Um, Knicks, uh, however, you know, on the whole, played a pretty good uh, game on defense. Um, I liked the the effort, the compete, and yeah, made some stops. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, compete. Yeah, compete. The Knicks were definitely. Uh, Definitely benefiting from uh, the Hawks missing Clint Capella, um, out rebounding the Hawks forty four to thirty one, with eleven uh, offensive rebounds compared to the Hawks four. Um, Quentin Grimes had a really uh, good game. He was three for three from the field, two for two from three, shooting thirty nine percent from three on the year, um, and you know continues to look really good on defense. Um, Mitch with another double-double, 14 points, 13 boards, no blocks. Um, the Hawks did a really good job of spacing the floor, um, and kind of kept Mitch out of the paint for most of the game. Um, but average, uh, the, this is his third double-double in a row, 
And over those last three games, he's averaged 15 points a game, 11 rebounds, two blocks, and a steal a game. And that is just beautiful numbers from the block nest monster. Uh, RJ also continuing to go through his hot streak, averaging almost 25 points a game over the last eight games uh, on 42% shooting from three. Um. Uh, I will mention the uh, Hawks, uh, you know, if they make a couple more threes at the end or if they just don't hunt the three as hard as they did, uh, they might have come back. Um, it was a three-point game. Um, and then I forget who. Somebody hit a three. It might have been Ev. Um, but the Knicks eventually just come back. But, yeah, it was almost a, almost a tie game. Uh, they hit uh, De- DeAndre Hunter in the corner. Uh, it was like 101 to 98, and if he made that, it was going to be tied, but he missed it, and then um, it kind of just fell apart from there. Right, yeah. But yeah, so that's pretty much it uh, on that game. Um, but, Dan, I have I have something interesting for us for the last 10 minutes. Um, I, I, I heard. I heard yeah. rumblings of this. Yeah, so I mentioned this to Dan. I was doing research, guys. I was on basketball reference, digging deep. So. He does. Uh, <laughs> does um, basketball reference. I love basketball reference. I love the references. Uh, so it, throughout the NBA, I don't know if I'm the only one that's noticed this, but, you know, playing fantasy basketball uh, probably has helped me notice this, but not a lot of guys averaging 20 a game. And last oh. year, I know it was, it was a ridiculous explosion of points. And um, so I was just like, oh, man, I, I wonder if it's, you know, down comparatively to other years or if this is just, you know, getting back to normal after maybe an explosive offensive year last year. Right. However, it does not seem to be the case. This seems to be like a very much down offensive year. Um, league-wide, this is the worst three-point perc- three percentage since the 2011-2012 season. The worst field goal percentage since 2015-2016. There are only 22 players averaging 20, at least 20 points a game last year. 43 players averaged at least 20 a game. Uh, In 2019-20, there were 31. In 18-19, there was 35. In 17-18, there was 28. In 16-17, there was 33. In 15-16, there was the same amount, 22 players averaging at least 20 points a game. But you have to go all the way back to 2014-2015 to get 20 players averaging at least 20 points a game. Um, also, this is the first season since 2014, 2015, where no one at this moment is averaging at least 30 points a game. That's nuts. Right? Yeah. That's, that's a, crazy. That's a long time ago. Think about, think about the world yes. when, when 2014 happened. Dude, I mean, there were guys on that list that like, don't even, like Mello was playing for the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just crazy. Um, so just like thinking uh, throughout the day, it's been popping into my head that this segment is coming up, and I, I've known I have had no hypothesis for why this is happening because, yeah, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not smart enough for that. But the one thing that came to my mind was that this is the first um this is the first season oh, excuse me. This is the first season in like two years or whatever that they've had a preseason and teams have gone through their normal functions. That's what I was thinking. So I was just thinking maybe with that getting the structures more put in for defense that maybe it's just a an in- improved defensive year and maybe guys coming off of last year where they were scoring at ease maybe it's become a tough adjustment but that's that's the only thing i could yeah. i could think of it's tough it, yeah it's tough to make a hypothesis for this because it's crazy yeah like I my first thought was you know but just because I hadn't seen this entire list of you know how many players had scored over twenty points a game uh, each season my first thought was to jump to you know like the bubble season and like maybe there was just an offensive explosion during that that time right. my my only other guess is that you know perhaps because well two things. There maybe just the way that the teams have shaked out, things are are you know a little bit more mm. even-handed than in the past, um, and so you don't have guys m- maybe needing to score twenty points a game. Yeah, um, I could see that. And then my other thought was like, m- perhaps it's because. You know, there's still we we've got COVID protocols, and oh, you know, people ten days. are yeah missing missing oh. time, and there's a lot of yeah COVID factors. But I, it it has to be COVID related, right? Or I uh, I don't I don't know. Like it's just I mean I those I think we've brought up I think all of these are pretty plausible it, theories. It, it might be a little bit of everything. The defense theory is interesting though. Because I know that was an issue last year. A lot of yeah. teams said that. It, it's it's really interesting. And last year, who 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 scored? Who averaged the most? Wasn't it Bradley Beal last season? It was Steph and Bradley. Yeah, Steph. I think Steph ended up winning it. But they both scored. Did they score? M- they average both, over thirty. Yeah, they both averaged over thirty, and then. Yeah, you literally had to get the 44th highest scoring player in the league to get someone scoring under 20 points. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It, uh, yeah. It's you know what? Maybe, maybe for next time, I'll look at um, who was in that list last year and who's not in the list this year. That would be interesting, and too. Seeing what, what they're doing this year. Yeah. Like seeing their stats. I'll, Ma- do, I'll do that. Matching them up. That would be really cool. But yeah, um, I don't really have anything else for the pod. Um, we talked a lot. Sorry. Most of that no, talking that's was okay. was me. No, yeah, it was we needed to. Sorry, you guys are gonna have to hear my uh <laughs> Sorry to all the Knicks fans. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to the Knicks fans. Sorry to um anyone that doesn't like the Celtics, anyone that doesn't like Maybe the Pats, even though this was a crushing defeat. Oh, yeah, defeat. they were loving it. It's like you, you think with they LFRs. Were loving it? Yeah, it's like you with LFRs. 
That's true. Yeah. yeah. But I don't have any, yeah. I mean, I don't have a great connection to the Bruins, but still, I love watching anyone, you know, kind of lose their mind. Yeah. I think anybody does. It's yeah. just so funny. Absolutely. Um. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll just close it out by saying click the link in our description uh, and donate to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. 100%. Yeah. Um, thank you, Dr. King and, you know, all the civil rights leaders who have come before us. Um, yeah, you know, we're hopefully we'll we'll reach that mountaintop that that it was that was dreamed up um you know but yeah click that link donate um if you liked the video be sure to click like subscribe uh throw your thoughts on why the league is down in scoring this year in the comments or on twitter at 91 north 95 south instagram 91 n 95 s Reddit, Patreon, uh, Facebook, 91 North, 95 South. Find us anywhere you get content. Maybe not that site. What, what, the, what, what was the last one? Oh. Yeah, maybe not that site. Oh. Fill in the blank. He went Got there. Him. He went there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Social commentary. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah okay uh i'm max that's dan we're 91 yo. north 95 south hey yo goodbye hey yo catch, 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 catch us next time